Welcome to the Cozy Minimalism Podcast. I'm Angie. I'll be your virtual navigator on this path to minimalism. I try to keep these episodes short and sweet, but some of you have asked for longer episodes, so we're going to try that. I want to help you create a home that nurtures and supports you rather than one that drains and stresses you. My home is a regular everyday home. It's not magazine worthy and some days when I'm not feeling good, our home will be untidy, but it's never out of control like it used to be. I offer you a softer and lighter side of minimalism, something realistic and thoughtful and maybe even a little funny. I always love to hear your feedback, so make sure you hit me up on Facebook or Instagram and tell me how I can serve you better. Hey friends, it's me again. Listen, do you have a project that you have supplies for, um, but you feel bad for not completing them? Not because of the investment in the supplies, the money you've invested, but the feeling that you're a failure for not completing them. If this is you and you have a similar situation, this episode is for you. In this episode, I'm going to tackle an email question I got from Jessica. Jessica, you sent this to me a really long time ago and I apologize. I'm just getting to it now. And I'm going to send you a link to this in an email. And so I hope you do get to listen to this. But here's the deal. She has some scrapbooking supplies in a closet downstairs. The problem with the supplies is she feels like a bad mom for not finishing the books for the boys. She wants to know if I have any suggestions for giving up her ideal for the reality of the situation. So giving up on finishing the scrapbooks makes her sad and she's three years behind and has three kiddos. So the task itself feels overwhelming to her. First of all, this is heart stuff. I suggest you focus on easier things before you tackle something like this. This is a deep layer of the onion. And if you don't clear out the other stuff before this, you'll likely get frustrated, your efforts will be stalled, and you'll give up. I feel like during this time, you can let that closet with those projects simmer. Meaning, just put it on the back burner, lower the heat on it, but still keep it in your mind. During this time, tackle the surfaces in your main areas, give yourself a good and solid win for the main and everyday living spaces. Once you get down to the basement, I want you to do the the same strategy. Focus on the easy stuff. Legitimately look around the area surrounding the storage closet and clear out some of the excess there. The next thing I would love to see you do is simplify the books. Does each kid need one book for every year or Would one book for the entire childhood suffice? Do you even want to make books? Ask yourself these kind of fundamental questions before you move on to the next step. The next step is, I want you to simplify the supplies. Does the youngest love dinosaurs? 
then keep the dinosaur paper for their book. Add some coordinating paper for the remainder of the years. Here's the thing. You can make your book look beautifully cohesive with less pattern and variation throughout. Go through the embellishments and select the items that feel right for each child. You're essentially crafting their single book based on their personality. The next thing I would suggest is you put each child's supplies together and put them in their own bin and then label those bins. Put their names on it. Then I'd suggest you create a caddy or a tote or a bin for the main shared supplies that, you know, like the, the cutters, the um, glue, those kinds of things. I'm not a scrapbooker, so this is really hard for me. <laughs> um, when you carve out the time to work on one of the books, you can pull out the tool caddy and then whatever bin, bin you're inspired to work on. Here's the deal. Right now, you probably aren't very inspired to work on any of the books. You're totally overwhelmed. So by simplifying your expectations of the overall project and the supplies, I guarantee you'll be inspired to create. I think that there's something really beautiful about making these things for your children. They seriously say so many funny things and there are so many beautiful stories that really are lost over time. I have totally forgotten the majority of the amazing things that my daughter did as a little one. As a teenager, she loves to go through her baby box of random things I put together for her. It's not fancy and you know me, I'm not fancy. She asked me about the pictures and items and we laugh about the stories I do remember. It's not so much about the items, but the stories. And I believe that preserving the stories is magical, especially when they're little and they say the funniest things in the funniest ways. If after all of this, you still don't feel like you want to make the books, it's totally okay. You're the mom. And maybe you can find other ways to preserve these memories. Um, you could do a memory box for each kiddo with a really quick story written on the back of a picture or drawing. You could do a simple photo book. Again, writing something quick on the back of the photo. Just remember to use a photo preserving pen. Is there some sort of creative way you could display and honor a curated collection of these in your home? Something else, you could digitize the photos and put them in your photo stream on your TV so that every time your TV goes into sleep mode, the photos will scroll across the screen. Doing something like this is a way to spark the connection and conversations about the photos, which is what's the important part. We did a similar thing for our open house after our wedding in 2017. It was seriously so much fun to see our guests watching the slideshow pull up random photos of our childhoods up to our life together to this day for the past seven years. The stories that we all told together was magical. We laughed and shed some tears and it was beautiful. I felt like we totally got to connect with people that we weren't able to connect on that level before. 
So in summary, Jessica, I would love for you to just let this project simmer. Think about what you want to get out of it and if it actually really means a lot to you. It's hard stuff. So let it simmer. Then simplify it all. When in doubt, simplify. That's like my main mantra. Carve out time to work on those simplified projects because even if you simplified it, if you're not making the time to work on it, you could have Friday night crafts and just focus on building those books. And wouldn't it be really, really fun to get the kids involved in it if they're old enough? (laughs) If you decide not to do the books, consider some of the other suggestions I offered for giving place to and honoring your curated collection in your home. And just know this, it's okay to not do the books. Being a mom is hard work. If we're kind to ourselves and lower our super high ideals for ourselves, we can find some beauty and relief in the simplicity. Listen, if you guys want to weigh in on this, head over to our Facebook page, Cozy Minimalism, and give your ideas and thoughts about this. Make sure that you include the episode number and I can respond to you. If you enjoyed this podcast, then let me know. I love to hear how you enjoy it or even if I can do something better. So leave a review. That's the very best way to tell others that this is worth listening to. Thanks so much for joining me this week. Keep sending me those questions and I'll keep answering them. You can email me at info at cozyminimal.com. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.